Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 361 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Katie Acker. Katie lives in Summerfield, North Carolina, where she is a director of strategic accounts for a medical device company. Welcome, Katie. Hi, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, I love talking to everybody, and you were right close to my college neck of the woods where I went to school. I went to Wake Forest, so go Deeks. I like to throw that out there. (laughs) (laughs) One of the most interesting college mascots, the Demon Deacons. So do you root for a North Carolina football team? Um, not so much football. I shouldn't say that because I'm about to go to a football game um, here shortly in October, but um, I grew up in Chapel Hill. Okay. So I am a Borden 
friend, Tar Heel. Um, love it. Love the town. Love everything about it. Uh, married a huge Duke fan. Both oh, his no. Parents went to Duke. So you can see behind <laughs> me, these are actually house divided. Yeah. Uh, Elaine O'Neill Prince. If you've never heard of her, go look her up. She's great. But okay. My mom gets well, it for me just to rub I was it. afraid yeah. you were going to say Duke because, you know. <laughs> They well, are one anyway. of my accounts. So well, one of my strategic accounts. Okay. I love Duke. Love Duke too. Okay. <laughs> no comment. All right. No comment. So, you, let's move to something safer. You know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? Yeah. So obviously in preparing for this, I've had to rack my brain and, you know, listening to other people's stories, I always imagine like how I would say and like what, what I would say, but I am pretty certain that in July of 2020, right in the midst of the pandemic, I was on Facebook and my hairdresser, Becky, posted something asking her friends whether anybody had tried intermittent fasting and what were their results and saying that she was on day two of doing 16-8. And I was like, what are these words? And (laughs) somebody in the comments recommended Fast Feast Repeat. It had just come out if it was July of 2020. Yes. Uh, So I immediately went on Amazon and ordered it. And I guess while I was waiting for it to arrive, I also looked for a podcast because at the time we had just moved, closed on a house at the end of February, 2020. Oh gosh. Different story another day. Yeah. (laughs) But um, so we moved into this neighborhood that was on the lake on Lake Norman and just outside Charlotte. And we, I I would walk through the neighborhood because I just loved getting glimpses of the lake. So we were in a neighborhood on the lake, but we had no access to it, which made the whole situation worse. (laughs) But I would listen to podcasts. I was looking for something to listen to that would keep me engaged and, and keep me on that routine because I had just finished up, not finished up, but I was in the midst of doing Noom. Like I had signed up for okay. Noom, I think sometime around May of that year, because I was just losing control. Mm-hmm. And it was everything kind of, you know, closing on a house in February. We were waiting for the sale of our house to close at the end of March. My husband got furloughed right in the middle of Ooh. that. And yeah, it was just, I had so much anxiety and I just needed to take control. And so I started doing Noom and it just was not working. And it's one of those programs, which by the way, I've noticed recently getting those ads that they are moving to like a drug kind of. See, that is so frustrating, right? Because it's like, well, our program doesn't work. So here's some drugs. Mm-hmm. Very sad. So it's, you know, typical of, <sighs> I had never done like a formal kind of paid for program ad Okay. Ever. And, it, you know, I, I was aware of foods and how they should interact with my body, right? So it helped me kind of get control over what I was eating and how many calories there were and stuff like that, but I wasn't losing any weight. So started listening to, oh, so, so I was looking for a podcast and I was like, well, while I'm waiting for this book, let me find intermittent fasting. And I can't remember if I came across the intermittent fasting podcast or the intermittent fasting stories first. But I do remember that I listened to both and I loved this one and I listened to both, but this one just captured my attention and it's just so motivating to hear other people's stories. And so while I walk, I mean, 
almost 100% of the time while I'm walking, even today, I will listen. And I've already caught up, so I've started over again. <laughs> I am that same kind of person. I love stories. I think we're, we're wired to love stories because we want to connect with people and we want to hear all, we love to feel all the ways we're like other people. And so, you know, if I were yeah. listening to this podcast, which of course I don't because it's me, <laughs> that would feel weird. But if I were listening, I would probably go back through too and be yeah. like, I remember this person. You know, because you you hear things differently the second time, I'm sure. Yeah, and I have said, I don't know if you would call it a photographic memory, but I can remember where I was when I heard somebody say that same thing the first time. I'm like that. Like I could picture where I was like driving down the road or whether I was like walking and where I was. So it's kind of cool. So yeah, so July 12th, 2020, I believe was my start date. And I started at that time, even after doing Noom, um, at 175 pounds. Okay. And how tall are you? Five, six and a half. Okay. I want that half too. That half matters. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that was seemed to be like a set point for me over the years. And I also just kind of, I've always been heavier than I look. So the weight to me isn't so much of a, of an issue, but I could feel myself getting out of control. Right. And that was, you know, we'll talk about that later, but one of the benefits. So immediately I'm a rip the mandate off kind of person and immediately started doing 24, which I don't know that I would advise, but it- <laughs> I, was say, I was, I didn't say a word. I was thinking everybody yeah. do yeah. not start with 24. It's, it's people are, are fun. Like I, I get it, Katie, because I'm probably like that too. I probably, you know, if I were starting today, I'd be like, I'm just going to go straight to 24, but mm-hmm. people will join the community and they're like, I started yesterday and I'm doing 24. I'm like, no, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> go back, read the 28 day fast start chapter. Even the rip off the Band-Aid plan does not have you start at 24. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and the reason why is because with the Noom program, having done it mm-hmm. just right before, I was, you know, consistently in a calorie deficit. Yeah. And I think my metabolism was shot Probably. from that. Yeah. And so going to a 24, I immediately lost 15 pounds. And wow. it was probably all inflammation. And then that was it. And it was like, I just felt stuck. So I'll go back and I'll say too, like one of my greatest support systems throughout this whole thing has been my best friend, Stephanie. I have to give her a shout out. Hello, Stephanie. (laughs) So she, like right after I discovered intermittent fasting, I remembered her talking about how every Monday she wouldn't eat. And I was like, that is insane. Um, And (laughs) I was like, what? And so when I discovered this, I was listening to your podcast. I started talking to her. She's like, yeah. I've been doing that forever. And I was like, well, no wonder you look amazing. Like, I mean, you could tell that there had been a change and she just looked brighter and Mm -hmm. she's a gorgeous girl, but just everything, she had a glow about her. And so she had been doing this for a while. I was like, why did you not tell me about this sooner? And it's probably because back then it wasn't really, you know, acceptable. It it was, it wasn't really as, as people were not quite ready to talk about it for a while. So yeah. did she, she knew she was doing intermittent fasting? Like she was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She knew um, somebody had told her about it and she had been just kind of quietly doing it. That's how she does everything. She just kind of quietly does it. Yeah. And uh, I, I consistently did that. I probably, so later my husband found a job around, mm, I would say like September, October timeframe of 2020. 
and now we're set to move again. And, oh, no, and y'all had just moved. Mm-hmm. And this was in the, the height of the pandemic when everything was shut down. And I know North Carolina shut down pretty hard. And mm-hmm. I can't even imagine trying to do all that right in the middle of, of, of this time period. Yeah. So y'all were going to have to move again. Is that where you are now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we were, and I had all this anxiety and just guilt about the kids and moving them again, especially my daughter, because she was in kindergarten in 2020. Oh. And so the end of her kindergarten year, we went remote, right? And then moved to a new house, which was only 15 minutes away, but it was in my in-laws neighborhood. So that was the goal. We wanted to be in their neighborhood. When we, my father-in-law, thank God, he was the president of a hospital and retired in January, 2020, right before. Yeah. And so they were retired. We had just moved into their neighborhood. The kids were ecstatic. We were seeing them every day. And then we moved. And when we moved, they moved to Durham and my family's still in Durham and Chapel Hill. So they get to see them every once in a while, but it was like, you're going to go from now we're taking you to another house. You're not going to know anybody at your schools. You're going to have to start new schools and you're not going to get to see your grandparents every day. Oh, that was, I was like, (laughs) doing really well at that time. Yeah. (laughs) Just mom guilt all over the place. So I, I would say, you know, during 2020, like most people, I probably drank too much just mm-hmm. to try to get through all of the feelings and not have a complete mental breakdown. Also, when I first started intermittent fasting, I knew that I was turning 40 in 2021, September of 2021. And so I, my goal at that time was when I found intermittent fasting, I knew right away, just from reading your book, that it was the answer, right? And so my goal was to be in the 140s by 40. (laughs) And that did not happen. Oh, gosh, I was waiting for that to (laughs) see. No, no. (laughs) And I was doing OMAD uh, pretty much until the spring of 2021 with the 24. Sometimes I try to shorten it. I do have an issue with the whole, if this is, if this much fasting is good, then this much should be right should be better. That's, that's our, our minds, especially like, you know, I don't know if it, what it's like in other parts of the world because I'm an American, but I know in America, we tend to think if this is good, then more is better. And, and so often the sweet spot is, mm-hmm. is an in-between kind of a thing. You yeah. know, you can do too little, but you can also do too much. And the hardest part about intermittent fasting is that there's no like one universal sweet spot. So what is Katie's sweet spot might not be the sweet spot for Jen. And and what's Katie's sweet spot today might not be the sweet spot tomorrow. So it's all about figuring out, you know, what what is best for you and more is not always better. That's that's yeah. the hardest lesson to learn. Yeah. Yeah, and so in preparation of for my 40th birthday, we had planned a big group of us went to Jamaica oh. for mine and my husband. I mean, my best friend's husband also turned 40 in 81, um, 2021. <laughs> <laughs> and so we, we decided to do this because it was like, well, we don't want to have to do two, two trips. So let's just do. Yeah. And so we took a big group and we went to Jamaica. And so in preparation for Jamaica, I tried to do some alternate day. Okay. And I was able to get down to about 157. Okay. I think was, I, I have, um, I have a Renfo scale 
okay. that can track. So I have the app that can tell me like what it was back then, but it was a struggle. And mm-hmm. I remember alternate day being a struggle and I hated it. I just mm-hmm. was not ready for it. I don't think. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency, and in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by by Optimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's buyoptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES, promo code IFSTORIES10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. You know, I think that's a really good point to make, and because I want to say something here. You said you weren't ready for it, and you hated it. You know, you've heard me say probably a million times, tweak it till it's easy. Sometimes people will try ADF, and they're not ready for it. They might not be ready for it physically, but they might, might not be ready for it emotionally, or maybe they try it, you know, like we said a minute ago, that we think that more is always better. There are people who think, well, if I'm going to do ADF, I'm going to do the full fast version. I'm not going to eat the 500 calorie down day meal. I'm going to fast for 36 hours or 42 hours or 48 hours. More is not better with that. And when when you did it, did you try the 500 calorie down day or did you do the full fast version? Oh, no. I'm going to go big or go home. So, so you were... <laughs> You were full fast in it. (laughs) And I have a tendency to overdo things, right? Like there is no middle for me most of the time. I have been learning and evolving and maturing in that way. But um, at the time, no, it was, I'm going to do it. And I really want everybody to think about that because theoretically, you can come up with a bunch of reasons why the full fast 36 hour, 40 hour fast might be quote, hypothetically better. I can also come up with some theoretic reasons why the 500 calorie down day meal might be better. One, you know, overstressing your body, whatever that looks like for your body, might cause cortisol response. So maybe you having a 500 calorie meal on your down day keeps your body from having a stress response, which is better for your body. There's a theory you could you could think about or sleep. Maybe the 500 calorie down day meal helps you sleep better. We know sleep is mm-hmm. important. So you know, I can come up with lots of theoretical reasons why the 500 calorie down day might be 
better. Mm-hmm. So don't let theory mess you up into doing something that doesn't feel right is what I'm saying. And to your point, there was, uh, I remember very vividly during that summer getting ready for Jamaica, which happened in July, that I was out on the porch and we were just out there listening to the cicadas and toads and whatever was out there <laughs> um, in that North Carolina summer. But um, I was drinking tea and it was a fasting day and my daughter was messing around <laughs> We were doing something and I, my arm, my elbow hit my chair and hit my funny bone, just right, right spot. And I stood up and then just passed out. And I feel very confident. Like I had to get up and I, I immediately was like, just very woozy and just didn't feel good. And I had to immediately, I was like telling my husband, I'm like, get me something to eat. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I do some, we'll get to this later, but I do alternate day fasting now. And I do have to do the, the 500 calories just to be able to sleep. And I think that's an important, because again, it, it, the way you said it, like, I've got the teacher, teacher ear here. It still sounds like you, like you feel like you, oh, I wish I didn't have to, but I have to. And mm-hmm. I want everybody to lose that because I want you to tell yourself this new story. Tell yourself the new story that the 500 calorie down day is helpful to your body because it keeps your body from feeling like you're over fasting or over stressing or whatever it is. And it's a very well-researched approach. And, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have, I mean, I know we like to say, here's a study on this, here's a study on that, but we're very much, uh, you know, our own study of one. We do not have any study in the world that's ever going to say, 36 hour fast, full fast, better than a down day or the down day meal is better than we just don't have that. So you have to really go by what feels best to you instead of a theoretical, I think 30 should be better if I just fast straight through. So do the down day meal. One of my struggles, if if you want to, was the 500 limit. Uh, But something I recent, I'm a very adaptable person, but I never apply that to myself. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know, hard to explain, but. Uh, you know, recently you've been talking about the downish upish, right? And so I've really kind of adopted that as a method to be like, it's around 500. I mean, yeah. what are calories anyways? Because, well, you know, if they're all the books that we've read, we know that nobody 500 calories to one person is not 500 calories to another. It's depending on what you eat. Yeah. I listened to the Zoe podcast recently. I finally listened to the episode where Sarah Berry talks. She, she does research on like nuts. That's her specialty or something or yes, other. But the almonds. I yeah. heard that one too. Yeah, yeah. And just the fact that all calorie counts are estimates, all of them. So if you're trying to count to 500 calories for a 500 calorie down day, you know, if you exactly hit 500, you will never even know because what you put in, you're estimating. And so mm-hmm. close enough is, is good. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's our new mantra. Close enough. <laughs> there you go. So September 2021 came and went and I didn't hit my goal. But throughout this whole process, I, I never thought like fasting's not working because I knew through all the stress, everything I'd been through that it was keeping me on the rails, right? Like there was something that I can control and I knew and was learning more and more every day. And that's another thing that we'll talk about. But as I learn new things, I apply it to my practice. And that the one thing that I can maintain is I'm a faster. I fast different ways, different days. And sometimes I'll try this for a little bit over here. And sometimes I'll try this over here and we'll see what happens. But it's not like I always have to start over. It's oh yeah, 
you're not starting over. I think that's the biggest, the biggest mindset shift is Mm -hmm. I would like people to get the whole idea of starting over out of their mind because we, we, I don't want people to be like thinking of stopping and starting and starting over just because that just feels so very much like a diet. And I really want people, like you just said, I'm a faster. Everybody, if you haven't read Atomic Habits, that's such a good book. Have you read Atomic Habits, mm-hmm. Katie? I figured yes. you had because that's, you know, the the author, James Clear, he does intermittent fasting. And as you read it, so much of it applies to intermittent fasting in your practice. So people who are struggling with consistency when it comes to fasting or anything in your life, you would like to be more consistent with. Atomic Habits is such a great book. But when you tell yourself, I'm a whatever it is, I'm a runner. I'm a vegetarian. I I don't drink. I'm a faster. When you part, when you let that be your identity, then you live up to it. That doesn't mean you know, like I, you know, I we were talking before the we started recording. We just did a, a trip to San Francisco. We took the red eye. I had what I would probably call a 24 hour eating window, not a fast, <laughs> an eating window. You know, covered over the red eye fly. I was awake for a long, long time. But I didn't quit. I didn't fall off the wagon. I'm a faster. I just fasted differently that day. Very differently. (laughs) I like to think of it as kind of a base, you know, so this is what I, this is my base and this is always true. And then sometimes I'll be doing this and sometimes I'll be doing that. Like right now I'm supplementing with the different like copper and berberine and stuff like that. And so that's what I'm doing right now. I'm taking a little break from alcohol. Mm Mm-hmm. Kind of. Um, we'll get to that too. <laughs> well, you know, I'm completely alcohol free now and I have been since mid-June. I haven't, yeah. And we're recording this in September. So mm-hmm. feels like it's stuck. Mm-hmm. When we were in San Francisco, I had some delightful mocktails. Yeah. yeah those are becoming more popular, which is great. Yeah. Thank goodness. And sometimes I was just at Target and I was picking up some Olipops and I, mm-hmm. the girl was standing in front of the case. She was like, are those good? And I was like, they're great to put in a wine glass and pretend like I'm drinking wine. So, (laughs) but in um, October or November of 2021, so after I didn't meet my goal, but I was still kind of going and I wanted to learn. I listened to the, in addition to the intermittent fasting podcast, I listened to Melanie Avalon's um, biohacking podcast. The biohacking. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember if it was her podcast or yours together where Zoe was first brought up, but I decided in October, November, 2021 to do Zoe. And so the results came back, must've been around late November, early December. And it doesn't surprise me entirely, uh, but I was a little shocked to know that my fat clearance is exceptional, like above normal, you know, like other people my age, my gender, whatever. I'm so envious of that. That is not good. <laughs> well, back in 2018, I did try keto for a little bit. And yeah. so, and I did well on it, but it was, you know, eating all day long, putting right. the cream in the coffee, doing yeah. the bulletproof coffees and just eating fat bombs and like yeah. anything I could do, but I, I slimmed down. So that didn't shock me. I also wasn't shocked to find out that I had terrible blood glucose control. Ah, So diabetes runs in the family. I also had gestational diabetes. So Mm -hmm. I was on the lookout. And that's one of the reasons why I've been focused so much on the health and wellness aspect of intermittent fasting. So that was great to get the results because then I had the app and I was, you know, so I kind of like played around with a little bit, but then I was kind of 
Christmas rolled around, New Year's, and I would just kind of put that aside for a little bit. Around December, January 2022, I got a Lumen device and started using that. And I'm not going to say I hated it. I hated what yeah. I, I hated the results I was getting. Let me, I, I, I don't <laughs> like to speak, speak negatively about anything or anybody. I, I just prefer to keep those thoughts in my head. But I experimented with one of those for a while. And I also had a breath ketone meter at the same time that someone sent me to try for free. And I'm not going to say the brand name of that one because Sherry Bullock, who is my co-host on the Fast Feast Repeat podcast, she and I each had this breath ketone meter. Yep. We had it at the same exact time. We had the same brand, same one. Her results, she was like never in ketosis based on her meter. Like it never showed ketones no matter how long she fasted. So she came to see me at my house. So we had each of our meters together and we blew on them and we got completely different readings on the two. I mean, I'm not going to say she wasn't ever in ketosis. She was, but she, to get a high level, she had to fast. Her her meter and my meter were not calibrated the same, Mm -hmm. even though it was the same brand. But all that to be said, I had the the one that you were talking about a minute ago that's supposed to tell you whether you're burning fat or carbs. And I would feel ketosis feel the ketones on my breath, blow on the ketone meter, and it showed high ketones, mm-hmm. and then blow on the other device that you were talking about, it would say I was burning sugar. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. no, that does So I got really weird results from that. So mm-hmm. I've never recommended that and would not recommend that just because if, if I know I'm in ketosis and I can feel it and I'm measuring ketones on my breath through this ketone meter, then this other device is not helping me at all. Anyway, <laughs> not not recommended. Yeah. So when the year came up, I, I didn't renew it or it was crazy expensive to renew, yeah. but I didn't because I realized I kind of got, got the sense that what my problem was, was that I process, I don't have great blood glucose control, which I know okay. from Zoe. And I've always kind of been able to kind of feel the sugar crashes and right. stuff. And Zoe helped me to realize that I need to be eating more fats with mm-hmm. the carbs if I'm going to do it. But I think my problem was, is I just process the sugars really slowly. And at the same, at the time I was still drinking, so I couldn't, you know, couldn't get through the alcohol to get to the glucose. Right. Oh, so I know what I, you mean. I probably yeah. was yeah. burning glucose all the time, but it just frustrated me. And I was like, okay, it was a learning experience. And we'll move on from this. Yeah. So anyway, the moral of the story is, y'all, you don't need all these devices. <laughs> Even the breath, <laughs> the breath ketone meter, they sent it to me for free. And then, of course, I couldn't recommend it when Sherry and I had such different results because, you know, I don't want to recommend a product unless it works and it's reliable and it's accurate. And it's telling you something that's going to help you. If it's telling you something that's going to make you really confused or it's not giving you the right number, it's, it's not a benefit at all. Yeah. So, And there's no way to know. There really isn't. Like Sherry and I would never have known that her device and my device were so different if we hadn't been in the same room with them, using them one after the other. Like yeah. mine was like a multiple of, was it seven? I mean, it was a big mm-hmm. number. Like if you blew a seven on hers, or maybe it was a multiple of three, seven versus 21. I don't even remember, but it was a huge, huge multiple difference. And so, yeah. you know, we really don't need all that to, yeah. to let us know. You, you have evidence to know, are you losing weight? Are you getting smaller? If not, tweak something else. But we really just right. don't know enough about, you know, what should your blood 
ketone measurements be? Or what should you be blowing? No, we don't need to know all that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, there's my little soapbox. Less is more. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, for me, I found it is, it's all part of the journey. And I don't, you know, it was just one point in time and I'm learning something, I'm processing it and I don't need to be told I need to experience. So So in the meantime, using that device, the one I don't recommend that you blow into and it tells you if you're burning fat or, or sugar, did that help you kind of tweak some things you were doing? Not really. Not okay. really. Well, okay. I mean, you have to be receptive to the information in order for it to help, right? Yeah. So but it, at the, the time, that I, I was didn't not. like it. Didn't make any sense to me because it would say I was burning fat. Mm-hmm. It would say you're burning fat, and then I would keep fasting, and then mm-hmm. it would say you're burning sugar. And I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, no, I'm not. Well, I, have and then I, thought, <laughs> I thought maybe it's because I don't know. Like maybe it's because now my liver is like dumping you know, some glycogen. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway, it wasn't helpful. (laughs) Yeah. So around April or May of 2022, I read This Naked Mind. Yeah. And I, so I did 30 days, no alcohol and learned a lot about myself during that time. And, you know, I still struggle a little bit about either I'm an all in or I'm an all out kind of person. And so moderating, I I think it really helped with my ability to, to moderate, but it's still, if I have the first drink, you know, so it's like, I'm much better now at just not having the first drink. That's the key for me as well, because once I've had the first drink, all the, I'm like, all right, I'll have a second drink. Now I don't usually, I'm very, very rarely would get to the point where I was like, oh, that was too much. I had too much to drink where I felt mm-hmm. bad physically. But even with one drink, I yeah. wouldn't sleep well. So when I, I guess I never felt great physically, yeah. but I never got like super like, you know, I wasn't like falling down or extra drunk, but I know what you mean. One drink and now suddenly there's that second one. Yeah. And I think at that time, 30 days of alcohol, other than being pregnant, that was like the longest I'd gone since, you know sometime in my twenties yeah. without, and it was, you know, the clarity and the, and I probably, my clothes probably got a little bit looser, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't losing significant amounts of weight. So after that, I kind of reintroduced alcohol probably, probably a month later, I probably, you know, but tried to kind of moderate during the summer months. I love a good margarita. Yeah. I hate the sugar in it though. Like I think as, as I've been on this process or maybe it's because I'm older or maybe a combination of the both sugar, just, I can't do it. So dry farm wines is big now. Like that's all the wine I drink. I even take it to restaurant. I don't know how many people have gone to dinner with me and been like, you're allowed to bring your own wine. I'm like, "Uh, yeah, it's called a (laughs) cooking fee. Yeah. (laughs) Look it up. But it's worth it, right? It's worth it to have the good wine. Yeah. Absolutely. And that, that does wonders, but also it's, it's helped me just avoid a lot of sugar in general in January of let's see. Okay. So this kind of, there's a lot in between there. So ton of books that I've, I've read in between now and then like the immunity code and the obesity code. I kind of started out with that, read the obesity. Yeah, code. It's a I've read one. it twice. Now who wrote um, the immunity code? I don't know that one. Oh, you don't, that's okay. If you don't his name. That's it's, okay. I would, I would, t- you know, everything I read, I read to enhance my education of health and wellness, but I do not, I take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah. I do not take anything for, you know, it's a hundred percent truth. I try it out. 
if it works, that's great. Yeah. I'm always like, I'll read something. I'm like, I don't think that's true. I mean, something that's written by a doctor. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. And then I'll go look at the the source that they cite and they like did not, <laughs> like, that's not what that source said. <laughs> that happens a he, lot. If I recall correctly, he did. And this was, I remember reading it because I remember I was, I was in Jacksonville. No, um, I was in Fort Lauderdale, mm-hmm. Florida with my daughter on spring break in 2021 mm-hmm. when I read that. And I remember him um, talking about some things that I thought, yeah, that makes sense. Like just how your body works, how cells work and the breakdown of like your, as you, your fat cells get bigger and smaller, right. the kind of the breakdown, how they get like harder. And so, I, I don't know. And I can't repeat it because it's been a while, but it was, you know, informative. And I, I don't know that book, like I said. So mm-hmm. I, everything I just said had nothing to do with that book yeah. because I haven't read it. <laughs> I mean, same thing with I have uh, intermittent fasting transformation. You know, mm-hmm. I read it and I got some things out of it. I don't believe everything that it says. Lifespan was great. I, I'm like that too. Every person that I follow in the health space, there's a little something I don't quite agree with. And I'm sure that vice versa. There are things that I say that people are like, oh, no, you don't need to, you know, mm-hmm. do that. But mm-hmm. Exactly. We, we, we take what works for us. You can read something, not agree with it, still appreciate the author. Like, you know, I, I will always appreciate Cynthia Thurlow and her work, even though she and I don't agree about certain things. That is all right. We agree on the big picture that intermittent fasting is great. It's great for women and you want to fast clean. Mm-hmm. Other than you know what we eat in our eating window is where we we disagree. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I try everything right. Like yep. so, I'll try high protein. I'll try creatine once. Right. <laughs> I'll try it. You know, I'll see how it works for me, and then I'll decide if I want to adopt that, make it a part of my lifestyle. But like I said, intermittent fasting is the base, right. and then I just kind of built upon that. Exactly, and you you have to try and see as far as you know, like you mentioned with the protein. Some bodies are going to need more protein than other bodies. And a lot of it depends on your activity level. Mm -hmm. If you're working your muscles a lot, Mm -hmm. we also, we're recycling proteins thanks to autophagy. I don't feel well with a lot of animal protein. Other people must have animal protein to feel their best. I mean, it's just, you got to try it and see. Yeah. I'm the same as you. So um, blood type diet was one that I wanted to bring up with you. What's your blood type? A positive. Okay. I'm A negative. So based on the blood type diet, I tried that before I tried Noom. I think it was probably 2018, 2019 that I read that and tried that a little bit. I find that I do work better with lower amounts of meat and red meat. Yeah, and I, me. I know that back in high school, so number one, back in high school, I graduated about 125 pounds. Mm-hmm. It was real thin, um, but I did not eat every meal. And I thought that that was an issue and I thought this isn't normal. And I also didn't eat red meat. I ate chicken and that was the only kind of meat I ate, but I loved pasta and cheese and all of those things. I, you know, was also eating probably too much processed food. I love a peanut butter and jelly even today. (laughs) I I still do too. Uh, The difference is I'll put it on Ezekiel bread, but I still love peanut butter and jelly. Have you tried uh, better bagels? I've not. Um, so you can get them in the uh, freezer section at Whole Foods or Fresh Market. Uh, they are fantastic. Okay. And I eat those a lot today. And they're low carb, high protein. 
and I just find them easier to keep than Ezekiel bread. I when I pull stuff out of the freezer and then put it in the in the toaster, it just doesn't do right for me. I don't know. Oh yeah, I know what you mean. I just I I keep my Ezekiel bread in the fridge. Mm, Once okay. I get it home, I put it straight in the fridge and it lasts for a really long time. Yeah. So that works really well. Don't eat bread ton. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I do, I do still love bread. I always will. But <laughs> so you, you feel like I, I've still don't think that it's as simple as blood type. Like I no. do not, I, you know, there are a lot of flaws. That's a wacky kind of a theory, but it's interesting how many people that are A's feel better without as much meat. I don't know. I did some reading about, you know, what, what is blood? Type? What does a mean? It has to do with the, okay, now let's see if I can Evolution. Well, so it, it in, does. in the blood type diet, that's what he said. Yeah. Okay. But it, it, the reason like an O, if you're an O, you do not have the antibodies. The, the difference in our blood type has to do with antibodies. So if you're blood type A, you have A antibodies and we know antibodies fight things off. So maybe A antibodies do something weird with meat. I don't know. I'm making that up. It's, I'm just, it's just a wild theory in my head. But mm-hmm. meat makes me really, really sluggish. Mm-hmm. Does it make you feel sluggish? I think, like I said, um, I think the sense I get, and I don't know this because I haven't done a like motility study, mm-hmm. but I sense that it just sits and, That's and how does, it I don't me. process it very well. That's how it feels to me. Yeah, that's how it feels to me. And, you know, in his work, he claims, look, I'm not, I am not promoting this as good dietary theory or science, but he says it has something to do with stomach acid levels and blood type A people may not have the same level of stomach acid. So we can't break it down. I don't know. So, but it's all theory. I do not think that we're (laughs) different Mm -hmm. based on what works for us, based on strictly blood type. But it is yeah. fascinating how many type A people feel better with less meat because both of my boys and Chad and I all are type A and we all feel better with less meat. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I do not buy into all those, what he says in his books as far as why, mm-hmm. but the blood type O people tend to be the ones who eat more meat. So I don't, mm-hmm. don't know why that might be, but anyway. Yeah. And I think my husband, I think he's an O. We, we discussed this one time, but uh, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I always ask people, I'm like, what blood type are you? <laughs> yeah. I just think it's interesting and it's all anecdotal in my, in my right. world. It's completely yeah. anecdotal. And even, you know, I'm not certain that it's founded on any solid science, mm-hmm. but that just because someone has a wacky theory, that doesn't mean, well, what do they say? A broken clock is right twice a day. Yeah. So just because maybe his theory doesn't hold up, there yeah. could be some nuggets of truth in there. That, that we don't really know why. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's all I'm going to say. Y'all don't go out and buy that book and try to follow it. That's not <laughs> Only if you just were curious, you know. Yeah, out of curiosity. Yeah, it, yeah, grain of salt. I tried to follow it back in the day, and it's really hard to do. Because it's like you can eat buckwheat, but not other wheat. You can, right. like, no, I can't I can't do all no. that. Eat yeah. a peanut, but, but not a... interesting, yeah. like how, like some of the consistencies between my Zoe results and my Zoe app, like the foods that um, score high and, you know, some of the foods that he recommends. It's not, interesting. it's not completely equal, but so like I said before, I'm kind of absorbing all this information. I'm reading all these books. I've got, you know, a history of, you know, I had tried Whole30 at one point after my first child and... I had tried, I had never really kind of done a formal diet until, what was I going to say, 2010. So okay. at that point, I was 
oh God, I can't do that math, like 28 or so, 27. And um, I did the abs diet for women. And I found that worked really well for me. Now, what was the premise of the abs diet? I remember seeing it. Mm -hmm. So there's certain power, like super, super foods that you should be eating, but you're supposed to eat like six times a day. Um, But you also work out and you also limit your alcohol to like, I think max three drinks per week. And at the time I had just gone through a breakup and I was focusing on me, you know, that's when you're always like at your healthiest. right? Right. And so that was working really well for me. And I dropped... I dropped weight that time and I can't remember what my starting weight was and but I ended up around 155 I think. Okay. And I was in peak physical form and I actually met my husband during that time and it's funny because I have these uh so my honesty pants are pants that I had they are Banana Republic size 6 linen trousers no give. <laughs> no give. Vertical stripes. <laughs> My husband remembers the first time I'm seeing me in those pants, like meeting me. And he was like, you were wearing those pants. And so I've never been able to get rid of them. And that's why they're my honesty pants. I love that so much. But yeah. Banana Republic, linen, size six, striped trousers. trousers. Yeah. Oh, my, oh my God. Those, and they are, they're nice. They're losing a button now because I put them on and, you know, take them off. And I'm like, I, I got to get my sister. How close are you to fitting in them? Oh, I'm in them. Oh, yeah. Right. We'll get to that. Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah. So... But that was the first kind of formal diet. And that's also kind of been my target, right? So like, I want to get back to the way I was at that time. And between that time, which was right before I met my husband and basically January of this year, it was kind of always up and down. I'll try this and it doesn't work. And I'll try this for a little bit. And it's, you know, not like never doing anything. The most formal thing I ever did was Noom, but right. never like Weight Watchers or any of Like I never got high enough that I felt like I needed it. My highest weight sense. is right around 200. And that was when I was pregnant with my first daughter. Okay. And when my, when my son, uh, I say first daughter, like I have more than one, she would hate that. Um, <laughs> I always tell her she's my favorite daughter. She yeah. hates that. Um, but when I had my son, I had gestational diabetes and I could not keep it under control and I was on insulin. And so I never even got up to that highest weight again when I was pregnant with him. It's harder to focus than ever these days. Thankfully, C4 has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus, containing 200 milligram of natural caffeine, a blend of vitamins and zero sugar. It was formulated to support your well-being and help you feel your best, all while enhancing mental focus. From your brain to your body, C4 Smart Energy does it all and tastes amazing. Look for Smart Energy in the beverage aisle at your local Kroger, Albertsons, and Safeway grocery stores. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings at hundreds of stores, including Doc Martens, Ninja Kitchen, and Hotels.com. Prep for summer and save big on beauty, travel, electronics, and more. It's one of Rakuten's biggest cash back events, and it's on May 6th through May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. But it was always hovering like right around between like 165 and 175. And I could, 
and it wasn't always about how much I weighed. It was about the, the way I looked just right. like dead <laughs> in the face. You know, like when you're like, you're graying and you just, yeah. you, you, you wake up and you're like, I have no life to my skin anymore. And you're like, what happened? And I'm not even 40 yet. Right. right. Like I was going through <laughs> all of that. And I just, you know, would try different things, just trying to get it under control. Most of the time turning to exercise because mm-hmm. that would, I grew up playing volleyball. I was always an athlete. I have a pretty athletic build. I build muscle. I have like on my scale, my bone density and my muscle mass are always like above average. That's great. Well, it makes the BMI situation kind of rough, right? And my daughter is struggling with that right now. She's t- talking about how she weighs this much and why doesn't other people weigh that much? And and I just, you know, I'm like, because you're your mother's daughter. And I worship my husband for always being very body positive towards me. And so my kids are seeing a very good, he's always, you know. Um, Oh, I love that. This is the time to teach her about body composition and muscle mass and, Mm -hmm. and the whole idea this people like you and your daughter are why the BMI is so flawed because, you know, let's use that number 155. That, that was a, a good number for you when you met your husband, I guess you said, and you can be 155 and really lean with lots of, you know, high bone density, high muscle mass, or you could be a really flabby 155 mm-hmm. with very low muscle mass, low bone density, lots of fat, and your whole body shape is going to be really different. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I tend to not focus so much on the pounds, but more right. how I fit in my clothes and how yep. I feel when I wake up in the morning. Because, uh, you know, like I said, when I started college, I was about 125 and mm-hmm. I put on some weight that year. But then the summer after my freshman year, I was training. So I played volleyball at the school and walked onto the team my sophomore year. And I trained that summer and I was in really good shape. And I, you know, I guess the reason why I've always set the goal body at what I was when I met my husband is because I was like, I'm never going to get back to what I was at college when I'm playing college athletics. Right. (laughs) But then it was around 140, 145. I'm pretty sure because I maintained the same weight. It's just, I kind of like slimmed up a little bit. Right. You were, you were very lean at that time. Yeah. 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 And at the time didn't feel like it. Right. I've always had an issue with, you know, just the way that I perceive myself versus the way that others do. And so looking back on it, looking at pictures, I'm like, wow, I was in good shape. (laughs) I would love for my legs to look like that again. Right. But at the time, you know, it's just sad. But one of the reasons why I want to do this podcast is so that one day my daughter can listen back on it and she won't have to come to me for advice. I can just say, remember, just go find this podcast. And oh, it lives here. It's part of the part of the oral history of intermittent fasting forever. Yeah. And yeah. she can hear about my struggles and, and how beautiful I think she is and how I don't. Oh, God. Uh, well, we, we want to pass on the lessons that we've learned. I, I, for everybody who can't see, Katie's getting emotional. And we want to pass on our best lessons so that our kids don't have to learn them the hard way that we did and, and have all that negative body image and all the negative self-talk. And you know, we really weren't talking about that when we were growing up, were we? Yeah. N- none of that. Yeah. It was and- all kind of secretive and hidden. and. 
and my mom did, you know, shout out to my mom. I never saw her dieting. I remember snack wells being in the house, but we were a make from scratch kind of family. We didn't have a ton of money. So we weren't buying all of the, you know, prepackaged things that were around in the eighties and nineties. And she would make home cooked meals. She was also a teacher, by the way, um, a special education teacher. Oh, that, those are special. That's, that's a, People who are special ed teachers are like some of the best people in the world. Yeah. But I never got that from her, you know, like watching her feeling that pressure. Um, there were some instances growing up where, you know, before I hit puberty, I, you know, get a little, got a little chunky. And then I hit my growth spurt and it was like, got all the curves in all the right places. And, but even it sticks with you because right. like, I didn't forget all those things that, I felt and people said, or, you know, and there've been periods in my life where, you know, I'll, you know, kind of gain a little weight and I'll feel that way again. And like I said, my, my husband has always been, it's one of the things that made it difficult since I met him is he doesn't care. (laughs) That's a blessing though. It is. It is. Not to knock Chad. I love Chad. But when I was gaining weight rapidly in 2005 to 2006, I gained 50 pounds in a year and a half. It was when I stopped taking diet pills and we moved and things were stressful. And I was like, I just can't take diet pills anymore. This doesn't feel good. And I gained weight rapidly. He made some comments about me packing on the pounds. He did not like it. And that hurt my feelings, obviously. So if mm-hmm. your husband has not made those comments and nobody be mad at Chad, hopefully he wouldn't make those. <laughs> Going back in time, he would talk to his younger self and not make those mm-hmm. comments. But I remember them. They did hurt my feelings a lot. So a husband yeah. not making those comments is better. <laughs> well, it's almost reversed. So when I started losing weight, he's like, just make sure you don't lose it here and here because yeah. Like, <laughs> well, the like, same the same exact Chad when I got to my goal weight originally, my original goal weight of one thirty five, and realized I still needed to lose some more fat. He said, don't lose anymore. <laughs> yeah, don't get too skinny. So right. the same Chad who did who made comments on the one end made them on the other yeah. end too. So I, yeah. How about just don't make those any comments, husbands? Right. Just zip it. <laughs> zip um, <laughs> my husband is also like chat. He's 6'3 and has never struggled. So he just turned 40 this year and uh, we went on another trip. So that gets me back to my timeline here. So okay. in January of 2023, it's very strange. Um, and another, I like to read all sorts of stuff, but um, there's this book called Life Cycles. And it's about uh, just kind of, it's like numerology almost about like your journey in life and what year you're on. And Ooh, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And it was very weird because it when January 1st hit of this year, it was like a switch. And all of a sudden, everything just, I wanted to apply it all together. So I stopped drinking. I got a prescription for a CGM and started wearing it, started doing alternate day fasting. And uh, over the course of two months between um, January and March, lost 20 pounds. Wow. You were just ready. It just clicked in the place. And I, like I said, it it all kind of makes sense looking back. And that's why I don't feel like every time I tried something, it wasn't, but I failed at it. I tried it. I put it in my arsenal. I put it in my bag and I was ready to pull it out at the beginning of this year. Yeah. And I was ready to give up alcohol for a while. Like uh, January, New Year's Eve. (laughs) I did it. Did it. Yeah. I get it. And I was ready. And then 
you know, the alternate day fasting, I think I had, I had a, a checkup with my, my primary care physician in mid January and had my fasting insulin checked and it was at four, 4.5. And I think over the years, you know, the two and a half years leading up to that doing fasting and it was working for me in ways that I wasn't aware of. I think it was restoring my kind of restoring my metabolism. Like I said, I think the mm-hmm. the OMAD situation was not helping my metabolism. Right. We can we can really you know, with with one meal a day, if you're eating in a really tight window, your body can adapt to that. So yeah. that's why upish downish or ADF switching things up can really get your metabolism boosted. But I think it was helping in terms of being able to tap into my fat stores. It was just that yeah. I was I wasn't allowing it to happen consistently enough to be able to lose the weight that I wanted to lose. That makes sense. And it also that, you know, you will lower your insulin levels. So even if yeah. you're like, if you're doing, you know, a tight one meal a day, maybe you plateau, that doesn't mean that other amazing things aren't happening in your body. Like you when you got your fasting insulin done, it was 4.5, which is in the optimal range. So all of those months and years added up, you know, cause mm-hmm. fasting you know, let's say you're doing 24 fasting clean 20 hours of the day is lowering your insulin, which is just one piece of the puzzle. We got mm-hmm. the insulin piece of the puzzle. We got the metabolism piece of the puzzle. We got your gut piece of the puzzle. Our bodies yeah. are so complicated. Yeah. And Zoe told me also that my gut microbiome was bad. So, um, so, you know, I've been trying to work on that and it's funny because I have found that my my tastes have changed for things that I hated that would be great for my gut, right? So like olives growing up, I could not stand them. I did not want them. In my 20s, I was like, unless it's in a martini, I don't want to see it. Um, <laughs> when I was a little girl, I ate all the olives out of my mother's martini. So what does that tell you? That's how I got drunk the first time. My oh. friend Jen will tell you, we just got together recently from high school. And she'll yeah. tell that's how, yeah. So you gotta be careful there. But all of a sudden I woke up one day and I'm like, I want olives and I want goat cheese. And I want, yeah. I love a beet salad now with goat cheese. Yeah. And it's like, what happened to me? But it's all part of the process. And it was leading me all to this one fateful day, January 2nd. I will say I had to recover on January 1st, but January 2nd, 2023, I was like, let's go. And I kept it up in March. I went to my first work function where I had to make, you know, I was like leading up to it. I caused me some anxiety because I was like, okay, I'm going to be in my first situation here where I'm going to, I'm going to be exposed to alcohol and everybody is having a good time. And we were in Las Vegas and it was, I was like, I know I'm going to drink and I just need to have the mindset that I'm going to drink this much and call it. Right. And so that's something I've been practicing. Um, And I can't remember when it was, I think it was probably around June of this year. um, I hit the one forties. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And I, I've st- since then I have stayed away from the scale, which uh, because I'm like, if I put on my honesty pants, I'm doing good. And I do know that we we went to we went on another vacation for my husband's 40th and my best friend both turned 40 this year and went on another big trip. And I felt really great um, on the trip, but I spent a week with very extended hours we'll call it. And, yeah. you know, and Not my birthday said. actually was just three days ago. Oh, and, thank you. And 
I did it, you know, we went to brunch on Saturday and then we, you know, I had friends here Sunday and then Monday I kind of eased back in. Tuesday I did a full day fast. Wednesday did an update. Today's Thursday. So I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm actually fasting. I'm going to do a late window tomorrow. I'm going to fast the whole day. And Saturday I've got family barbecue in South Carolina. And you know, all the things. The key (laughs) is that you are an intermittent faster. So it just fits Mm -hmm. into your life. Now we are almost out of time. What would you tell someone? I know time flies. We could talk for five more hours. (laughs) What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started? Obviously the clean fast, um, but you can't tweak what you don't know. So you got to keep learning. Like Zoe, all the books, the podcast, listen to all of the people talk about all the things and try, try anything, try Don't be afraid. Um, You know, I I think I've thought about that a lot. And I, I think everybody always has great advice to give others, but I think just keep going, keep learning, keep applying. And it's, just build it on top of your intermittent fasting. Get that right first. Yep. Get the clean fast down and then try different things. Yeah. I think that's exactly exactly how to approach it. And to know that your journey is not the same as everybody else's. You are your N equals one, number of one, study of one is what that means. That means that forget about anything anyone else says. You've got to figure out what works for your body and what works for you. And it's the, the Katie plan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do want, I did want to mention one other thing about non-scale victories because we never got to that. Um, in addition to, I haven't dyed my hair in three years. Your hair is um, beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> but it's also about my body because of all of this is no longer a mystery and I have control and I know what to do. And it's just a matter of whether or not I want to do it. Yeah. You're working as a team instead of feeling like you're fighting your body. That's, I think one of the biggest transformations of all is is knowing that we're on the same team. Well, Katie, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Thank you, Jen. I really appreciate it. I'm so happy to get to meet you finally. (laughs) Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.